0: Good morning, my beautiful ladies, or good evening, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this episode. It's early morning for me. I just dropped my kids off to school and I'm going to get a few episodes recorded because it is December and we're here. It has arrived. I always think in July how close we're getting to the start of school. And then when school starts, I feel like I just blink a few times and we're to the holidays. So we're here and I want to get a few episodes under my belt, if that's what you want to call it. That's such a weird term because I'm not putting them anywhere, especially under my belt. I'm going to get them pre-recorded in advance so that I can tackle my hectic, busy season and my enjoyable, relaxing season, and connection with my family, and my boyfriend, and getting to know his family. There's just a lot happening this year, and it's really exciting for me, and I think it's powerful for you to recognize and maybe notice what I just said. It's both. We can come to the holidays with expectation of joy and connection and fun, And we can also really admit and acknowledge that it can be super stressful, hectic, busy, obligated, and sometimes we even feel sad. I've noticed just moments over this last month of just little dips and some sadness. Some days I'm able to put my finger on it and some days I'm not put my finger on it in the language that we use, just means to be able to go, oh, okay, that's the sadness. Some of you really struggle with the idea of if I'm sad or mad or something, I need to know, I need to always know what it means and how to fix it. And I just want to share with you, and I had no intentions of going here. So obviously this is where we need to be for a moment. It's just acknowledge that it's okay to have emotion and to feel something and not really know why. As humans and as our intellect guides us most of the time and we're living in the intellect, the brain, the future, we want to know things. We want to know the reasons. We want to know the whys. And we just sometimes will never, ever, ever have the answer. And so what I've done is just been okay with that. And I've learned that if I feel something, it is way more important for me to acknowledge it and feel it and allow my body to release and whatever that looks like. If it's just maybe taking notice and feeling this little tightness or heaviness in my chest that I would say feels like sadness or something like that versus um, sometimes crying. Sometimes, you know, doing things that help the anger come out. I've talked to you about my little tools and I have several that I use, but you're going to have something different possibly. And you've got to just take notice that it's there and express it. So what I want to share is it's December and there's a lot happening in our lives and it's okay. I want you to welcome it. I want you to be at a place where you're willing to just accept it. And then there may be a time where we get to work on it and do something about it and that's okay too. None of that has to happen right away. Today, however, I just want to talk to those of you who might be on the fence that are not really sure if it's time for you to stop drinking. You're still teetering back and forth with, well, you know, I've quit for a little while. It's not that big of a deal. I haven't really had any major issues. I'm just kind of tired or I'm not, I'm not sleeping well because I'm waking up in the middle of the night with my heart racing at 3 a.m. and my mouth's really dry, I have a headache. You know, it's not a full-blown hangover, but I do feel kind of crappy and I've noticed I'm snappy with my family and my friends and, you know, there's been a few times I've called into work and I really am struggling with it, but I think I could just figure this thing out. Because there are some of you here that have been here for a while that you just know. You're just sitting back and going, okay, this is why I'm here. Michelle's podcast help me. They validate me. They encourage me. They teach me, especially when we are willing to do the steps and the homework. And then there's some of you that might be very new that are just now recognizing like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this whole at this stage in my life. Do I need to keep drinking like this? And then some of you have known, like myself, like I did, I knew for years. There was that little whisper for a very, very long time. And it was something that I had to come to and really go, oh yeah, this is a problem for me. And now what? So I'm going to walk you through how do you know if it's time to stop drinking and give you like a checklist. And I want you to just check off how many of these sound like you and then i'm going to give you a next steps enjoy the episode hey sister are you newly alcohol free that you've been hanging on for dear life hoping you don't fall backward Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so some of you have been looking for a sign, and here is your sign. So I want you to just kind of potentially just sort of count if you're driving or doing something else. There's 11. You know me. I'm going to have a guideline, but I might sprinkle in some more. So just see how many of these are something that you can relate to, because knowing when it's time to stop drinking or to stop over drinking is really huge. Not only for your health, it is critical for your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of the above. It matters. And if you've come to this place because of maybe just the title, some some of you just say, hey, I've just Googled how to stop drinking and I found your podcast, or I put in, some of you have even put in Christian, which I think is awesome, because I want to make sure that you know all are welcome, and I do come from a place of being a believer, being a Christian, and looking at it through the lens of, what does God say, and just my faith, not in a religious, rule-based way, because that's not the God that I know and serve, but in a very loving kind, gracious way and the ability to see how we can utilize our faith and utilize His power to walk this thing out. I could have never become this version of me today or be sitting here sharing with you, loving on you, and adding value to your life and hopefully being your coach one day. I could not have done any of this without my relationship with the Lord. So, I think that's beautiful and if that matters to you, then you're definitely in the right place. So let's just go down the list and I'm going to share a little bit about each of these, possibly of a little bit more detail and also maybe even my experience. We'll see what comes up for me during this time and what feels true. So number one, in ways that you you know, this is your checklist of how to stop over drinking is if you truly have a loss of control. Of the amount of alcohol you consume. If you find yourself frequently saying, I'm just going to have one today and it doesn't work, or I'm only going to drink on the weekends and you find yourself a bottle in on Wednesday, or any sort of moderation or rules around drinking, if this is something you're finding that's happening very consistently, then you need to put a check by this one, and I was totally there. I tried all the rules, and tried moderation. And just so you know, and we'll talk about this more as we get deeper into the podcast. Part of your next steps will be to get the Stopover Drinking Roadmap course, to join the student community, and be able to work with me. And here's the deal. I don't ever tell you to stop completely. I don't ever tell you to stop over drinking and what that looks like. I believe that this has to be a decision from inside of us and we have to utilize the tools that we have, but to navigate it and learn from it. So that's a huge part. So for me, because I did navigate moderation and because I did try to withhold certain days and try to only drink on certain days that was my indication and result of research that led me to going um yeah that's not really working for me that's harder it's taking a lot more mental drama i'm just gonna quit cold turkey completely okay number two tolerance which is kind of under the same umbrella But really just noticing that, huh, six months ago, I could drink two glasses and I would feel pretty buzzy and feel pretty much, you know, okay, I'm done. But noticing now when you drink one, two, three, you don't get the same results because your body and your brain has learned that this is dangerous and this is a toxin. And so it has learned to build a tolerance to protect you. So that's a huge red flag. So notice your tolerance. And if you're here and you've been listening, then you know this one, go ahead and check it. (laughs) Because that's just what happens. I mean, think about it when you first started or even myself years and years ago, exploring different drinks. And I know if you'll hear me, we mentioned this on the group coaching event, from the stopover drinking roadmap Monday, we met for the first time. And we talked about a lot of times I will refer to wine, right? Or a glass of wine. And there was a lady and she was just like, "Wine's not my thing. It's vodka. And it's like, okay, cool. So noticing that whatever that thing is for you, you can utilize this conversation. Same thing. I mean, just think about it. I'm sure at some point one mixed drink was the deal. And then now you're four in. And I'm gonna just be completely honest with you. I knew this years ago, but I never really packaged it together in my brain. When I was in my twenties, I was drinking pretty strong drinks. And I'm gonna get too detailed here because it might bother some of you to hear names of things. I'm also not gonna edit or buffer my language because honestly when we get triggered, we need to check in and see how to handle the triggers. I'm always going to be like that. You know, I'm not going to tiptoe because this may trigger someone because we're already triggered. We're drinking anyway. So it's just noticing that in yourself and recognizing, okay, why does that make me feel this resistance inside my body when she says the word vodka or something? So anyway, I just remember years ago, putting down some pretty serious drinks. And I used to brag about it. I thought I was so cool. And now I look back and go, you were well, you were a mess, girl. You were slurring and whatever else was happening back in your 20s. You're crazy. You just thought you were cool. It was just ridiculous. I'd hate to go back and see. Thank goodness cell phones weren't a thing back there with photos. Whew, Lord. Okay, number three, craving. If you experience strong or consistent cravings for alcohol, that can definitely be a problem. And I'm going to use this um, in two ways. I believe that we do have a physical craving for things, sometimes in our bodies. And this is just me. I don't know if this is science. I'm just saying this is my opinion. Um, Where, you know, sometimes I think we do crave things because our body gives us information. You know, I have even heard if you're low on iron or things like that, you're like, man, I'm really craving things that have that in it, like meat or, you know, during that time of the month, for some reason, I just want chocolate. You know, that might be mental, but I'm going to say that's my body too. But mental craving is also that mind drama. You'll you'll hear me use that a lot. It's just so in your mind. It's just what you're thinking about. I want you to just think right now, if this is you and you're inside of your daily loop, like I used to be that I talk about that day-to-day drinking, how many hours per day would you say that you think about drinking, think about not drinking, think about what you will drink, think about when, think about how, and all the above? Because if we really checked in, we would probably be Really, really um wowed and somewhat blown away by how much we spend time in our minds thinking about something about alcohol or navigating it. Okay. Number four, are you neglecting responsibilities? Have you called in sick to work because you just really couldn't get up and you felt a little hungover? Have you maybe gotten your kids late to school or just family responsibilities or just daily life where you just know, wow, I really, you look around and there's clutter and things that you've been wanting to do that haven't been done. And, you know, maybe bills haven't been paid. It could be anything. If this is you, check number four, neglecting responsibilities directly related to drinking. Because life is real and busyness is real and I have some piles right now and I'm, you know, my kitchen needs to be cleaned. This is my priority right now, though, is recording these podcasts. But knowing that at some point I'm going to set some time aside and go through and, you know, kind of reset it. I have a friend who does decluttering and that's what she calls it. Spend 15 minutes and reset each space and it it feels great. But inside of my drinking days, I wouldn't have done it. I would have neglected things like that. Okay. Number 5, health issues. And really, if you're consistently drinking, you do have health issues. Now you may not have gone to the doctor and heard that. I have many of you who have come into the Set Free Sisterhood Facebook group. And part of the question is what is your biggest challenges with drinking and have you tried to quit before and what's your concerns? And a lot of you are highly concerned about your health. You recognize That you've been to the doctor and your blood sugar's off and your cholesterol's off and you potentially have issues with your liver. Maybe you are, it's your brain. You have depression, anxiety, and you're, you're concerned and you realize that's directly related to your drinking. I believe that if you are consuming alcohol regularly, you definitely need to check number five, health issues. Because it just is dangerous for our health. I don't care how you look at it. Number six, have you had failed attempts to cut back on your own? This again goes under the moderation category or from before, but it's a little different when you've actually tried very seriously, whether you created a plan or you just told yourself with willpower, or maybe you joined some sort of uh, dry group or 30 day group, and you've really struggled, struggled multiple times, you know, this may be new for you. And guess what? This doesn't mean that you won't ever get there just because you failed five times already. Because let me tell you, (laughs) this was me. I tried all kinds of different things on my own at first right? And so that's the beauty and the power of raising your hand and going, oh, wait, yeah, this is me. And I I do need more support than than what I'm getting right now. Number seven, relationship problems. Overdrinking can definitely affect your relationships. And not only if they verbalize it, but more so because you literally cannot connect and have emotional intimacy when you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol. It cuts off that part of your brain. So are you struggling? You're getting in little fights. You're not connecting. You are struggling in your relationships, including your kids. I was definitely more detached from them and not, you know, more irritated when they needed something, right? I didn't have that emotional regulation that I do now to wear. And thank goodness, let me tell you, side note, you know, my two that live with me full time are teens, 13 and 14. You know, my oldest is 19. She's living with her dad. Um, We see each other all the time. She's right down the road. It's it's great. And everybody's got their space, just in case you were wondering. Um, Oh, man you never know what you're going to get with them. You know, one day they're fine and happy and hey, good morning. And the next day, it's like you are the worst human in the world and they don't want to look at you. And don't you dare look at them for more than two seconds because you're staring at me. And so there's a lot of their emotional fluctuation, we'll call it, teenage-isms and hormones and lack of sleep and moodiness and just what we go through as humans, but especially as teenagers. There's no way I could do this now if I was drinking and be a healthy, stable mom to them. I am able to give them space and grace. Um, Yes. Do I get snappy and irritable too? Absolutely. I'm tired right now. I've just noticed this week. I'm like, okay, This has been a lot. We've had a lot of uh, school events. I've had outside events, a lot of peopling. So I've noticed I'm a little bit more on edge. And so when I recognize that, I really have to just pay a little bit more attention to my thoughts when my kids do throw me attitude and shade. They call it shade now, throwing shade. Um, and so I can really check myself and make sure I'm responding appropriately based on what's true, not because I'm feeling tired and a little bit burnout, right? So, and the next step in not only regulating yourself and that self-control, it's recognizing like, oh, this must mean I need more alone time. I've got to create space for myself today in some quiet alone time to restore and reboot. Okay? Okay. Number eight, do you neglect your hobbies or your interests that you used to engage in? I did. Remember when I told you way back when, early episodes, that I would even drive through the gym parking lot in, with intention of working out? but I didn't. I would drive on through and make some sort of very quick mental choice that this wasn't the day I needed to do this. I was tired. I had a headache, but the subconscious story was the sooner you get home, the sooner you can have a drink. It's been a stressful day. You're tired. You want to quote unquote, check out and relax. So I neglected, excuse me, neglected uh, exercise by doing that for sure do you, what do you neglect? Have you stopped going out with friends? Have you stopped maybe even the Bible studies and the church groups? Cause there's some even undercurrent of guilt floating around down in there. You know, that might be happening for you too. Or Zumba class or workout class or a book club, or maybe you do go to book club and cause drinking's involved and you don't really talk about the book. You know, that might happen too. Three more. Blackouts. Number nine. And some of you are like, oh my goodness, I don't have blackouts. That's for some serious binge drinkers, right? Well, yeah, it does include binge drinkers. But have you ever watched a show where you don't really remember the show the next day because you were drinking? I have. Pretty sure I saw a whole couple of seasons of Stranger Things. I need to go back and watch it. And it's kind of a blur or some other shows that I watched way back when, you know, I've been alcohol free for five years now, over five years. And I remembered not remembering. And so is that you? Because there comes a point when you're drinking that it does blur. There again, all this is because God created our bodies to protect us and our brains to protect us. And so it's doing its job, to slow down reaction time and just all the things that's happening. I don't even know all the things that's going on in there, but it's for protection and for detoxing and for getting that junk out, basically. Your body kicks into overdrive. Get this out. It's a toxin. Number 10, are you having physical or psychological distress, which basically means are you struggling with depression? anxiety or some kind of physical illness, chronic illness from drinking. Most of you could probably say, yeah, I do believe that I've experienced some depression. Yeah, I do believe I experience anxiety because alcohol is a depressant and it actually ignites the anxiety the next day. I never even really had anxiety until I got more into my consistent drinking days, and it did trigger a lot of that. And number 11, have your friends or family expressed concern? Have you had someone say, hmm, whether you've opened up, maybe you've opened up and you've been like, hey, I'm really struggling. I feel like I've been drinking a little bit too much. And they're like, yeah, I've noticed that. And you probably got defensive because it hurt your feelings. I know I did. I wanted to open up and maybe hear. Well, did really? Oh, you've only done that a few times. It's probably not that bad, and you know you'll be okay. <laughs> that story we tell ourselves, right? However, there are some brave, loving people in your life that might have brought it up to you so far, and they might have told you, "Hey, I'm a little concerned," or "I've noticed you've done this," and and honestly. If you're one of those that are hiding the amount you drink, you're hiding it so they won't say that they're concerned, aren't you? Just take notice of what's going on right now in your body and how this is feeling. And are you getting a little uncomfortable with these and recognizing that you have one, two, three, four, five. I mean, how many of these could you say, yes, that was me? I'm pretty sure, y'all, I would have said all 11 if you'd asked me back then. And I was really being honest with myself. I would have had to raise my hand, even just a little bit, raise my hand that this would have been me. So now what? Well, first of all, I just want you to... If you're being honest and you have noticed this is you, there might be some guilt, some shame, some regret, some tears of sadness. There might be some emotions coming up for you right now, and that's okay, and maybe that's why, maybe this is how this is coming full circle with what I was led to talk about in the beginning in the intro. Maybe that just needs to be there for a few minutes, What if you just acknowledge how you're feeling? Just take note of it. We're not judging it. We're not saying, oh, you're so stupid and why haven't you figured this out yet? And she's saying exactly how you feel and you've been doing this for a year. What's wrong with you? Why haven't you stopped yet? I don't, I just don't want that for you because I love you. And I know that none of that is going to get you where you need to be. None of that. What is, is to check in and go, oh, this is me and I'm really sad. And this really feels heavy. It feels like regret. It feels like shame and cry out to God and say, God, if this is the time and I want this to be the time, will you please help me? I'm willing to surrender to you to acknowledge this truth and to take steps and just be with him for a few minutes. And when you're ready, I want you to just decide what you're going to do next. Decide what your next steps are. What I can do for you is I can invite you to the Stop Over Drinking Roadmap course where you can sign up today. The course is yours immediately. It's got video modules, it has a workbook and a link to the student community. So you literally get the course, start watching it, join the community and say, hi, I'm here. I said yes to myself and just dive right in and do it at your own pace and go ahead and get some tools before the holidays get here. Am I going to do an episode about how to say no to drinking during the holidays? Absolutely. I'm going to provide that for you. But why don't you get a head start? It's December the 7th. Let's do this thing. And if you're still curious about, is this for me? Is this really going to help me? Can I do it? What does this look like? Then email me, michelle at setfreesisterhood.com, and we'll set up a chat. However, most of you, I think at this point, know if you've been here long enough, you know me, you know how I teach and coach, you know the support I give, and you know that I know that I know I've been there, done that. So go to setfreesisterhood.com slash roadmap, setfreesisterhood.com slash roadmap and sign up today. I hope this helps you and guides you. And if you need any support or love or encouragement, I encourage you and invite you to ask for what you need. Until next time, stay blessed. Hey friend, before you go, I want to make sure that you know about the free masterclass that is available for you. It's the five steps to help you stop over drinking without stress and overwhelm. Download it for free today at setfreesisterhood.com slash masterclass. I would love for you to come join the Facebook community too. I will put the link in the show notes. And if you're ready to see what support would look like so that you could start walking out your future of being alcohol free and stepping into the woman who God is calling you to be, email me at michelle at setfreesisterhood.com. Until next time, stay blessed.